Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down and listen live, and we are portable in your ears wherever you are. You got a phone in your pocket. You got KJM live. Harry Douglas in for Jay all this week. Morning, guys. That's, well, the uh, week is over now, right? Yeah. Right, but this, as it turns out, he was in all week. Monday, Tuesday, no, Wednesday, I'm Thursday, it's, it's, and it's no, Friday. No, I'm not saying it that way. I'm just saying it's over now. Man. Meantime, those clips we showed coming in of Mahomes. Oof. <laughs> Oof, that's a whole lot. Guys, which team has the most to gain this weekend is the question, okay? Now think about this carefully. The most to gain. Not the most on the line. The most to gain. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Eagles. Bills, Giants, most to gain if they win. I'm, I'm going to go with the New York football Giants um, because of the simple fact that they went over to London and a lot of people didn't even give them a chance to beat the Green Bay Packers. They got that win. You got to come back home after going on a long trip. So, you know, the highs are high right now. Everybody's celebrating, hey, we beat the Packers, whatnot, but now you have another tough opponent and Lamar Jackson, and facing that offense. Uh, If they can get this win, I think it'll put the sense in a lot of people's minds who still question are the Giants for real, that, okay, maybe the Giants are damn for real in the National Football League, and they're going to be able to contend and possibly make the playoffs. Key most to gain, Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, or Giants? Well, I'm not going to pick a single team. I'm going to pick the game. And I'm going to say between the Eagles and the Cowboys, whoever wins the game, right? And the reason that is is because they're dead. They're going to be deadlocked in, in this situation. The Eagles are chasing the Cowboys for the division. Jalen Hurts is trying to prove that he belongs on the same level as Dak Prescott. He belongs in the same conversations as some of the other quarterbacks in the NFL. And he wants to show that. The Eagles hadn't been in this position in you know several years now even though they won the Super Bowl back then. And then flip side of things, can the Cowboys take control take control back of this division with Cooper Rush at the quarterback spot? So if they win the game, they beat them head-to-head, and now all of a sudden they're the leaders of the division again, and it's the first loss for Philadelphia. If Philadelphia wins the game, they're now up one more game on the Dallas Cowboys, so they will have essentially a two-game lead on the Dallas Cowboys. So I think in the game, depending on who wins the game, the game as a whole is the most important. I, 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 let, let's put it this way. Let, let's take it one at a time. What's to gain for the Cowboys, right? They beat the Eagles. Obviously, they tie up the division. That's big, yep. especially since their starter's been out this whole time. They, lo- they lose game one with their starter. They haven't lost since then. If the Eagles win, as I said, I think there's an enormous upside, especially for Jalen Hurts. Because if they lose, look, his offensive line isn't all intact and he's facing the best defensive pass rush or the best pass rush in the NFL. And so you could understand you're not going to win every game, every, you know, like that kind of thing. But there is upside if he beats them. The Bills, major. obviously. Ma- if they, ma- major. Yeah, major course, upside sure. if he beats them. For him as a player. And, and then- well, for him as a player, but but also for the team, and also if the Cowboys beat 
Philadelphia, you know, they they basically essentially show you, hey, I'm your your little brother still. And then if you know, if we want to dive into the other games, the Bills, there's really I mean it's the regular season, they've beaten the Chiefs in the regular season before. The, their biggest That's issue the is thing. can we beat them in the playoffs? Right. We've done it in the regular season, but we need to beat them in the playoffs. That's the thing. That's why I wouldn't say it's the Bills. But I would agree with Harry, the reason I took him one by one, with the Giants. Because here's what would, it would mean for the Giants. Right now, if someone said, what's better, NFC East or AFC West? We thought the East would be the worst and the, and the AFC West would be the best. Mm-hmm. If you think it's still the AFC West, it, what you're really saying is, I don't believe in the Giants. I don't think they're real, right? If you think about the, the NFC East, you go, yeah, 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 they're 4-1, that's cute and everything. But it's really a two-team race. It's between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Come on. But if the Giants beat Lamar coming back from London after they just got Aaron Rodgers, now all of a sudden we're going to look at the NFC East as a three-team race. The whole perception of that division, which may be the best in football, will change. And that's two premier quarterbacks in the National Football League the Giants would have went through. And I don't know what more you can ask for, for from a defensive coordinator in week Martindale facing Lamar Jackson one week, facing Aaron Rodgers another week and beating them. And then Brian Dable, uh, the Green Bay Packers, supposed to be one of the top defenses in the league coming into this season. You did what you did rushing the football, understanding you are deficient in the wide receiver position. Daniel Jones coming in with a bomb ankle. You knew it had to be. Snapping the ball to Saquon? Barkley, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, If you're the Packers, you knew the, the formula and the game plan for the Giants, and you still couldn't stop it. I do want to say this, though, about the, the Eagles and Cowboys game. They haven't had mm-hmm. a back-to-back winner in that division since 2003-2004 season, and the Eagles did it then. If the Cowboys can do that, that's saying something to me because you had so many different winners in that division year in and year out. But for the Eagles' perspective, if they can win this game with that defense that the Cowboy has, that the Cowboys do have, I think it's saying a lot because Jalen Hurts, I was at that Monday Night Football game last year where Jalen Hurts did not look good against that defense of Dallas. He threw that pick six, and I also want to see the Eagles. I want them to review that film and go back and look at, okay, this is how Trayvon Diggs play. Can we double move him? Because nobody double moved Trayvon Diggs until Bill Belichick did it last year. And I think that was a Thursday night football game. And I kept saying to myself, if you have a corner that's that, that's that aggressive, why aren't you double moving him? Every ta- Explain every to everybody get, what double moving means. Harry. Like a, a slant and go. You know what I mean? A hitch and go. Because he's going to be jumping everything trying to get a pick. And the play that he got a pick six on last year was a quick out. Right? So Devontae Smith was in a cut, a, a cadence split, and he ran a spray quick out. And Trayvon Diggs jumped it and picked it off and took it to the house. Now, you can run your spray out, but run a spray out and up. You know what I mean? Just so you can get a, create a big play and explosive play. I don't think Max knows what a spray out is. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, what is a spray out, might, Harry? You might, you might tell not the people what a spray out. So, you're, so if your split is condensed, it's close to the formation. You're just angling out, and you go about five or six yards. You angle out, and then you go up the football field. That's why they call it spray out because you're spraying. So out. when you say double move, is you're saying you do one thing and then another thing, yep. so the corner can't just anticipate what you're going to do. Yep. Um, Key. Well, I mean, like, let's let's make it very clear. No, I'm just laughing, listening to Max trying to, it's a you know, figure it out. I, no, no, I got a it. I want, ev- I want everyone to goal, be very clear what Harry's goal, going goal, fast. Yeah, right. Spray out, exactly. Nebraska. I mean, all the all the double move concepts that's out there. Yep. And, so and, you know, it, 
a guy like that, though, you set him up, though. You got to set Diggs yeah. up, though. You got to run a slant or two on him. You got to run a comeback on he, him. You need a double You got to run a curl on, on him. You know. He, you need yeah, a double move. Yeah, I'm a double move. move. But you, you going right, to think that's set, all I got. You got to set it up first. Right. right? You run you a gotta slant. You got to set it up. You come back. You run your hitch. Now you know he's going to bite it. And if it's one time you know he's going to bite it, just throw it out of bounds. That or, way you know you got him. You run a play just to gauge the reaction. Yeah. Or if or if you know that he's a sneaky peaky and you go into the game and you know, okay, it's a run play and I'm just making it look like I'm getting ready to run a route because mm-hmm. I, he's going to go with me anyway and man to man. So I might fake him out and make him think I'm running a run play even though I know it's, it's, it's a run play and fake him out like it's a pass play. I go back to the sideline. I tell the coach, I said, he's going to sit on me. He's going to sit on me. And then now all of a sudden coach goes to the call sheet, and he knows this is the first opportunity. You don't have to set him up now because you did it when we were running the football. Correct. And now you run the sluggo, the slant and go, or you run the Nebraska, the out and up, or you run the double comeback, or you run the, 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 the you know, some curl and go, whatever, whatever concept you think would work against him for the first time without actually running a true curl. And he'll jump all over it. There's one thing that Richard Mann always said. They're going to do what you tell them to do. Mm-hmm. They, like, they like trained dogs. They're going to do what you <laughs> tell them to do. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Key says he's not worried about the Packers yet. But what happens if they lose to the Jets? Coach got right. them receipts. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Woo! 
Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to listen live, and we are portable in your ears wherever you are. We're on ESPNU. And presented by Progressive Insurance. And... Yo. Why are you laughing, Keith? Yeah, what's... Because somebody just texted me. Talk about, are you getting Botox now? You look different. <laughs> That, that looks like alcohol and little sleep. Alcohol, deep dish pizza, and not much sleep. No, man, they just, who knows, camera angles, man. Who well, knows? But you know, you I do, you do live, you know, in L.A. <laughs> no, I mean, hey. He's from L.A. Oh, it's so, it's so I, bad I'm gonna in L.A. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I am a handsome-looking feller, and I do not have to touch my face at all whatsoever. Okay, but you gotta Harry. brush. You gotta By the brush, way, you Harry, gotta brush your hair five Harry, times. and he knows this. You sit in L.A. in a restaurant. I'm Fifty years and old. And see, okay, you see, and a, I look like I'm thirty. You see a, a grandmother with her grandkids, grandfather with the grandkids, and and the face doesn't move. And they're ninety years old, and you're like, who are you fooling? Just all right. Listen, Sam Macho joins us now. ESPN football analyst extraordinaire. Sam. And don't think I didn't hear you over there whispering about USC either, Sam. <laughs> Key, look, before we even get started, you might you might look 30. You need to get your ears checked, bro. Yeah. It wasn't me. It tell him, Macho. No, don't, don't let it. Harry, Harry was hating on USC. Harry was saying, hey, t- hey k- tell Key how, how Utah's about to run through USC. I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that because Utah's supposed to win last week against, U- uh, uh, against uh, UCLA. And UCLA out physicaled Utah. So how could I sit here and say okay. that? You, all right. So, I so stand, I stand I'll, I'll accept an apology then. as well. Like you apologize to Max. I, I, yeah. I, I, all of a sudden, let me back up. So we're up in the, the commercial like break. In the commercial break, we're all talking about stuff. All of a sudden, I hear, you know, we're shooting. All of a sudden, I hear, shut up, Max. I'm like, hold up. I, I, <laughs> he picked the one word. time I wasn't talking at all <laughs> to tell me. I'm like, hold up. He's like, well, someone was talking some mess about SC. But Harry was actually saying they're going to win. I mean, I mean, uh, Sam was saying they're going to win. Harry was on I SC. I just heard, I, I heard Utah something about they gonna beat the brakes off, da 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 da, and they should have won last week. And that's when I was like, "Shut up, Max." So what do you think? <laughs> I, about, I, I didn't know Sam is, was in. I didn't know Sam was in there. US is USC beating uh, uh, Utah? How, how's that game going down? No, we should. Yeah, I think I think we got this. And, 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 what, and what kind of fashion? Like, what kind of fashion you think they're gonna win in? That's that's, that's what we want to know. We gonna probably win by ten. Probably a ten point. You know, in New York, but we don't have a on. football team for college. We root for Rutgers or something. So I moved out to LA. I'm like, great. I root for SC. No problem, right? Like, it's great. And uh, the and last decade has been last decade is. I'm a mush, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I got there in the middle of no, like, Lakers good, in the man. finals every year, and now nothing. All right. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> Sacho, he says he is not worried about the Packers yet. How, where are you on the Packers? I'm with them. As long as, as long as we hear that yet, the yet. Because if you lose to the Jets this weekend, and the Jets are playing well, so we can't Man. underestimate that. But there definitely needs to be some cause for concern. As of now, no. Right? Young receivers still growing, still understanding the offense. Right? Like, But if you lose this weekend, I would put cause for concern. Because this, is, is this isn't the Packers of the past, at least so far, where it's like Aaron Rodgers would be like, hey, everybody calm down. We're going to be fine. Right? We got all these guys. They ain't got all these – Guys, in you know, at receiver, ready to go and step up yet, and so I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned, but I will be come Sunday if they if they lose again. Mm. Uh, absolutely, if they if they drop at home to the New York Young Jets, 
then you start to wonder, okay, what, what is this? What is this something that's getting ready to be uh, an ongoing thing with the Green Bay Packers, losing the teams that they should beat, especially on paper based on youth and age and things of that nature. They've got to get going. Pre-snap reads on the defensive side of the ball. Joe Barry's got to get a better flow of getting the play calls in so the people aren't standing around looking at the sideline. All of that, just line up and play football. If they do that, I'm not worried about the receivers. They're young. They'll, they'll be fine. I, I, I personally think they'll be fine. But if they lose to the Jets, and I know Robert Sala's listening right now, and he's licking those receipts, pulling them apart. Every time I say something, he's ready to send one to me. I, again, I have no exchange policy, so I don't take things back. Um, <laughs> but the Jets got an opportunity and a chance, and let's see if this young team can go into Lambeau and take care of business. Harry, you know what? I'm not worried about the Packers even if they lose. If they're 500 in week six, I've seen Aaron Rodgers do this before. I think these receivers, wherever you think they're going to land, they're not going to be where they are now by the end of the season. They ought to be better. I know rookie wall and everything, but they, they're going to gain experience. They're talented. I can't believe that Rodgers is going to go 500 or under for the rest of the year. So that means they're going to have a winning record. They'll be in the mix for the playoffs. I mean, I'm not worried about them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm worried about them. I'm just disappointed in this team because defensively what we thought they should have been um, – also, when you look at Aaron Rodgers and the receiver group and whatnot, I'm, I'm, I'm upset with Matt LaFleur not giving these running back backs more touches. I think they are the best skill position group on the team right now. I think they are the group of the two guys that can hold his team down and hold them afloat at the moment. And I, they're not feeding them the way they should be feeding them. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. I just go back to the end of the way the game ended last week. And part of me is like, well, you know, we got to find a way to win. There were some knockdown passes at the end, right? It wasn't like it was like Green Bay just got blown out. They had a chance at the end to find a way to win, and they didn't. The Giants pulled it out, and credit to the Giants. So I'm with you. You ain't got to be worried about them, and Max makes a great point, right? There ain't, it's not like they're going to have a losing record, but you eventually want to start winning the games you're supposed to win. It's still early. It's still early. We're still in the first quarter, really, of the season, almost half of the season. So, so no cause for concern as of now. Harry, you make a good point about the running backs. When they spend a second-round pick, it's a late second-round pick, but on A.J. Dillon, you're like, really? you got to run a real good running back. So they invested heavily in the Six position. Six against the Giants. It has paid off. Now eat. You yeah. know, like you set the table, eat now, right? Okay, well, anyway. If Sammy. The, if, huh? Oh. What no, is it? I was it? about to, go ahead. I'm saying, like, if, 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 you set, if you yeah. set the table, don't set the table and just walk away, eat. Yeah. You know, like, use them. If the Cowboys win this week, what should they do at quarterback? This has been an ongoing discussion. I almost had Key, and then he got some intel and flipped on me. I almost reeled him <laughs> in, Sacho. What would you do if Cooper Rush goes in? I'll give you a Keyshawn Johnson. 197 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers, and a win against the Eagles on the road. Yeah, see, Max, that's not going. That's not going to do it, though. That's not going to do really? it. Really? No turnovers, that, that, two touchdowns. No, no, you, you. No, that's not going to do you it. You want two twelve? The yardage. One ninety-seven is the base. He's got to be at three hundred. Three hundred. Nineteen. He's got to be at nineteen to twenty-three. Three hundred with a sixty-seven-yard strike. That we're going to have to compromise. Okay, we're going to have to compromise. It's a two hundred fifty-one <laughs> yards, three touchdowns, and and no interceptions. Even one interception. I'll throw an interception in there to offset the yardage. But they win. What happens at quarterback? I think you keep in Cooper Rush. I think you do. And part of the reason why is look at the people you play the following weeks, right? You get this win, but then you go. You got the Lions. You got the Bears. Two games that you should be able to win. They got the bye week. So you don't have to rush Dak back. Dak's not even rushing back. They've been saying get him a full week. Like, right? 
ride the wave. You know what I'm saying? Like, ride the wave. You have momentum. You have this synergy. You have this kind of thing that's working. Let it work. Don't don't change it now. And I get it. You could say that Dak is a better quarterback. I wouldn't argue with that by any means. But also, I would say if I have a formula that's a winning formula, I'm not going to change it now. Now, in three weeks, when the bye week comes, everyone does all their self-scouting. You go and you evaluate where you are, what you're doing. It also buys Dak an extra week for his thumb to get healthy. God, that's the best. You know what, Key? No, I keep that, saying ride no. him until he loses, but that makes a lot of sense to me, what, what Sachu no, just said. No, what, what, what Sam is saying is correct. If, if, if he beats the Philadelphia Eagles, then you got the Lions and the Bears coming, right? I think, that, I think that's the, the next couple games. Then you got the bye week. If he's not ready to go, you ride it. But the moment that he's ready to go, if he's ready to go after Philly, even if they he's win, I'm putting my quarterback in. Because the, 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 we see it different than they see it in the building. They see what he's doing right with the eight plays that they're giving him. And hmm. we see something totally different. We don't think about the what ifs. Well, that was almost an interception. He dropped it. Oh, well, he did fumble the snap here. Oh, man, that almost was a disaster there. We don't see that. All we see is he's 12 nice I'm looking at. Of, of 16 and 130 yards and a touchdown, and he hadn't turned the ball over, and there lights out on defense. And we go, wow, we should keep him. But when you got all the information, it looks different. Harry, as Keith's talking that, I'm looking at highlights and key. I'll, I'll channel my inner key. Ready? It just looked right. Cooper Rush looked right in those clips. It looked good. Like, it's one thing. I get what Key is saying. But and then also there's the, the, the idea that if everyone else is feeling pressure to step up, even Ninko earlier when he was trying to defend the idea of putting Dak back in no matter what, was saying everyone has to look at themselves in the mirror and ask, what am I doing extra and still do that for Dak? Well, you ain't got to do that if you just leave Keith Cooper rushing. They just keep doing well, what the, they're doing. The, the luxury that they have is that you do play the Lions and the Chicago Bears after that. So if Dak, in my eyes, if Dak is not 95% to 100% healthy, I'm not putting him back out there on the football field because you are playing against two opponents that you know you can beat with Cooper Rush. Hey, Sacho, no one's ever 95 to 100% That's healthy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know like, like, saying? Like, like, you know, uh, Keith said, as soon as my quarterback's healthy, I put him back Hi- in there. Hypothetically. No, well, not, no I'm saying I, mean, I understand football. because we yeah. play, we know you're not 100% healthy once training camp is over. But I'm just saying, like, in, 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 in terms of his, of his thumb and his hand, if he gets to a point that where he can go out there and he th- he's throwing those darts and you think he can play football, that's when he plays. But if you can buy him more time, if you don't think he's there, you do have more time on your side. I think the Cowboys have the luxury of the fact that over this last stretch, most people thought they'd be 2-2. Two and two. You know, you got the Bengals, you got the Rams, 2-2. Two and two. Maybe if you're lucky, 3-1. They, they tricked me. A lot of people probably wanted to. I did. And they're 4-0. Yep. Undefeated. Yeah, hmm. I, I, I'll trouble. We'll let you go. I said, give me one win against Washington and hold it together, and that's all I needed. And but you he's went on a tear, four. so and you're about to may potentially get five. So if you have, if you, it, it just buys you more time. Noah Cooper Rush, he started one game last year. You know what happened? He won. He has yet to lose a game in his career. I'm not touching him until he loses. I'm sorry, I'm not touching. What are we talking about here? (laughs) Let let the dude lose first. All right, Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst who will be appearing on a sensational show, (laughs) 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. This just in. He's also picking the Trojans. Go Utes. And he is picking. He is picking SC. 
He didn't say he didn't say he was Sam Pays Sam Pays attention to college football. He did not say he was picking SC. Are you picking? I'm picking SC. God damn. Now he said Sam. You hear that right there, Harry? Josh Allen has surpassed Patrick Mahomes, according to some, as the NFL's best quarterback. Take it or shake it is next. Let's go. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Or shake it. Shake it. Take it or shake it. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, Harry Douglas in for J this week. It is time to play Take It or Shake It. Pat Costello, take it away. Guys, Take It or Shake It's brought to you by Granger. Chicago's play calling is the main reason for the Bears' red zone struggles. Take It or Shake It. Take it. Take Take it. it. I'm going to take it, too. Take it to the house. So when I say take it, y'all say it in unison with me. I'm going to do it again, okay? Okay. Take it. Take it. Take it. There you go. You're a little bit better. If I was in studio, we'd all be together. <laughs> Certainly being at the game and, and watching the play calling in the red zone, three trips to the red zone and no points. Okay, I think some of the play calling, especially at the end of the game, when you don't attempt to run the football or you don't do some things, you got a, a large receiver in St. Brown, Equinemia St. Brown over there. You don't throw him a back shoulder fade. You don't throw him a fade. You don't give a real opportunity for success in those situ- in that situation, that's the reason they lost the football game. I mean, the play calling was just hot garbage. Yeah, some of the things that we've seen in pre- preseason from Luke Getze, getting Justin Fields out on the edge, doing different things uh, offensive-wise, I haven't just been seeing the last two or three weeks with this Chicago Bears team. So I think this team has reverted back and took- taken a step back. But Justin Fields continues to find a way to try to make it work. Yeah, I, I, you had opportunity. If you want to say the main reason, which is what was asked, then you take it. I just got to say again, Justin Fields has zip around him. His numbers don't look great. There are some players that have an, a buoyant effect on a team. They lift it. It's like everything floats, right? Yep. Justin Fields put the ball in the receiver's hands twice in the end zone at the end of the game. Game over, Bears win. They couldn't. Handle it. So so they'd be 500 right now with this guy at quarterback. Pretty, pretty good. The New York football giants are the biggest surprise of the NFL season. Take it or shake it. Ooh. Um, does that mean, I guess before I take it or shake it, does that mean on the winning side or disaster surprise. side? All right, so the New York giants are the biggest surprise of the NFL season. <laughs> take it or shake it. Thanks for clarifying that, Pat. You got it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shake it because the biggest surprise to me is the way the Las Vegas Raiders are disaster to a degree and the Denver Broncos look the way they look. The, I, look, the, the Giants, I understand that they are sitting at 4-1 and, and it looks good and New York people going crazy and they think they're going back to the Super Bowl and this is shades of Eli Manning and all. I get all of that. But the Denver Broncos traded away everybody in picks and pay the guy 200 and some million dollars not to be sitting in the position that they're sitting in. That's a bit of a surprise to me. Even though I kind of felt that this was going to be the case the entire way, I thought that Russell Wilson going there certainly was going to turn things around. The Raiders were in the playoffs a year ago. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, okay? For whatever reasons that they're losing these football games that they've lost early on, 
this is the situation that they put themselves in. It's a bit of a surprise to me because I thought they were going to be a lot better, especially after getting Devontae Adams. Yeah, the biggest surprise for me has been the AFC West, which we had crowned and thought was going to be the best you know, division in football. I would even throw the Chargers in there. You look at the injuries that had plagued that team. Uh, that division, besides the Kansas City Chiefs, just hasn't looked right this entire season, the first five games of the year. So that's the biggest disappointment for me. First of all, you two, it's easily the Giants. First of all, Key, the, the Broncos are not a surprise to you. You said this before the season. Yeah, okay, wait till everyone sees. It's not going to be what they think. He just and told a story. And they're two and three. <laughs> They're two and three. It's not like they've lost every game. Now, the Raiders, a little bit less than we figured, but come on, man. There were a couple close games. It could happen. It's early in the season, and I didn't think they were going to be incredible, although they had a chance maybe to be. The Giants were not supposed to be. In no world were they supposed to be four and one with a win over the Packers right now, right? Like, what do they got to be four and one? You're excited about the brand and that the fact that they beat the Packers in London and that brand makes you excited that they're going to go to the Super Bowl or something. The only reason why I feel the way I feel about the Denver Broncos, even though I said earlier in the season, before the season started, Everybody had them going, winning the division, fighting Kansas City. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. They'll either finish third or fourth with 10 wins. If you remember, I said they're going to finish third or fourth with 10 wins on the season. They win 10 games. It's two and three. I don't think, based on everything that I've seen so far, I don't think they're going to get to 10. Well, okay, that's I just don't think now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, our quarterback has an injury. Shoulder, he has an injury. You know, he loses a game the other day, didn't look good against the Indianapolis Colts. He has an injury all of a sudden. So that's all I'm saying. Did he do one of Raiders, those uh, did he I, do one of those uh things where in Instagram where he points to the shoulder and he points to everything and he points to the shoulder, it's injured. <laughs> and then you look at the Raiders. I thought Devontae Adams coming there, they would be much better. Mm. The smart genius of Josh McDaniels. Mm. Oh my God, they got a retooled defense. They're bringing in Chandler Jones. I thought that they would be better. That's in the AFC West like everybody crowned, would be three teams going to the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you may only get one team. Okay, fair. You may only fair. get one team. Fair. So don't try me, Max. <laughs> well, I, you, you backed up what you said. I still well, say well, it's the I Giants, but at least, at least you went from saying the Broncos are surprising, even though I'm not surprised at all, but I'm surprised. At least you went from that to explaining what you mean. You did pick them to be above 500 by several games, and it doesn't look right so far. Okay. All right, two yeah, more quick ones so here, fellas. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has played his last game as a Los Angeles Ram. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. You guys say shake it too. Okay, all right. No, <laughs> it, it, he, OBJ will be in Los Angeles. He wants to be in L.A. He, You know, when you get an initial offer, and, and Pat, you would know this at some point in time in your career as you continue to develop in the production space, your offers are going to come low, and, and they're going to be – not what you think, and your feelings are going to get hurt. But it's only a negotiation, as Sean McVay said. It's not the last offer. It's the first offer. And I think OBJ will be putting on the Rams jersey. Although, he won't be wearing – it's going to be weird because if they sign him back in the next month or so, Cam Akers is wearing three. That's going to be weird to see who – yeah, Cam Akers is three now, right, Harry? Yeah, he is. Is Cam Akers number three? Yeah. Yeah. So – OBJ, I wonder what's going to happen because OBJ's going to want their three back, I'm sure. But, Key, I got to say this. The Rams better start picking their stuff up even more and winning because if there's a possibility that they're not going to be able to be a team to, to contend for a Super Bowl, I don't see why Odell Beckham Jr. will actually sign back with them. Even though I believe from a mental standpoint that is the best place for him, 
because I think psychologically it did a lot from him, for him last year, going to a place where you could be peaceful and also be utilized. Mm-hmm. But when you see yes. a place like Buffalo and you have Von Miller, who he's close with, and then you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers who can put the ball in the bread basket and put it anywhere, and he's going to get the football in Green Bay because they need guys to step up and make plays, I just wouldn't lock the Rams in right now. Even though I do believe yeah, but, it's the best place for him, but if they don't have a chance to contend for a Super Bowl, why would I go sign somewhere when I know I don't have a chance to contend for a Super Bowl? But see, Harry, Harry and Max, the reason L.A. is good for him is because Buffalo doesn't have kale, they don't have spinach, and yep. they don't have strawberries <laughs> that you can blend together. That's true. And by the way, you know what initials, you know the initial <laughs> offer? You know what the initials were? Odell read the offer sheet and said, L-M-F-A-O. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, those were the initials. Nah, man, come back with a real offer. And McVay's like, all right, all right, all right. They're, they're just playing around. We'll, we'll give, we'll we give you some money. Disrespect you. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Harry's not sold on keys. USC Trojans. He'll explain why. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Congratulations, Jay, who's a father for the third time this past weekend. We are on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU key. It is time to lock it in what you got. Man, it's easy for me. I'm taking the University of Southern California fighting Trojans. That's USC. And they are a uh, plus three and a hook, three and a half. We're going to Salt Lake City, Utah, tough place to play, great stadium, loud. But and we've struggled up there in the past, but with Lincoln Riley and company and and, and um, Jordan Addison and Caleb, the quarterback and and what we've able to do on the ground with Die, I just feel like if our defense could come to the party and play, we can get out of there playing against Cam Rising and company. Uh, they got a young corner, 
a great young corner in Clark, but I want to see him against our receivers and see what he's capable of doing. I think we got something special at USC. Harry Douglas thinks something different. Ooh, that song. Ooh, listen to that. Let me just let it play. Turn that up a little bit, man. Ooh. It's the best. That's the best. That's the best in the country, man. <laughs> it's, it's, pretty, just, it's pretty good. Come on. It's pretty good, Harry. Oh, That's pretty good. Especially when, we, when we're rolling. Like, when we are doing what we're doing right now, there's not a better fight song in the country, man. It's not a better there. one. Hey, Harry. Mm-hmm. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. What do you think about what Key just had to say? Well, the thing about USC, and I do love their quarterback, Addison, Mario Williams, who transferred over to from Oklahoma. Um, the thing about me, defensively, can they get the stops that Key just mentioned against Cameron Rison and Tavion Thomas, the running back and the quarterback of Utah? The thing that I definitely will give y'all an edge um, over Utah, Key, is that the quarterback position. When, y- when I look at Utah and I look at Cam Rising, He's a, he's a veteran guy, a guy that's supposed to, you know, take care of the football. And the two games that they lost against Florida, at the end of the game when they had a field goal seal to actually potentially send it to overtime, he threw an interception. In a close game last week against UCLA, a 10-point ball game early in the fourth quarter, he fumbles the football. So I am worried about him in those regards because when I looked at the teams that they lost to, it was Anthony Richardson and it was Dorian Thompson-Robinson, two guys that I, I wouldn't have picked, honestly, over Cam Rising to step up in those moments. So they're a little shaky in those regards. I am kind of worried about the offensive line of USC. Can they block the D-line of, of Utah? Can the physicality uh, 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 of Utah get to USC? And I say that, but at the same time, UCLA brought the physicality to Utah last week. So I wasn't expecting them to lose that game. But I think this is going to be a good one. I do believe Utah's gonna gonna going to pull this one out. When I when I look at USC, they played Oregon State. They lost seven. They won man, seventeen. Man, I can't listen to this dude. Man, get this dude off the air. Just relax, Key. I mean, we understand you went to USC, but y'all lost he to Oregon not, State. I can't have you. T- I can't. I can't have you but, telling me no, no. we gonna lose. He's not an interested party, line. Key. No. He's not an. You are an interested yeah, party. I'm just talking about he the game, not. Key. Yeah. So when y'all struggled with Oregon State and won seventeen to fourteen, uh, but, but again, and Oregon again, State had four I would turnovers. Tell anybody, I would tell anybody. Going to Corvallis, Oregon, as I said many times over at Max Knows This yep. prior to the game, we could lose this game because of the environment for whatever it's worth. Going to Corvallis, you drive down this road, it's dark, there's trees, and y'all all of a sudden weekend? the stadium appears. No, we're in Utah, which is okay. a tough place to play. Okay, another but tough we've place. gone to Utah a and team. we've won. We have a better – but I understand that. I just think that our offense is so potent that – we can score, and I don't know that Utah in their style can keep up. Hey, Keith, can, can you clarify one thing? What 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 yeah. Harry just said. So you say when yes. you, you talk about a difficult place to play, you were worried. That's why it was close, right? Like you were worried heading yeah. into that game, and then you say yes. another difficult place to play. And Harry's point against is a and against team. a better team. How do you respond to that? I don't know. I don't know that Utah is a better team than Oregon State. Oregon State. Oregon State at the time that we played them, they were undefeated at the time we played them, I believe. I think they were 4-0 as well. So I don't I wouldn't clarify, I wouldn't say that Oregon State is a less opponent than Utah. They both are going to play USC tough. Okay, Utah went to Florida and took Florida down Let me to stop the goal right line. There. Yay. Utah Florida's beat not good. Oregon State 46 to 16. 42 to 16. Yeah, well. 
Right. That is a lot 42 to 16. That's by a lot and of he points. talking to me about Oregon State is a better team than Utah? Man, you just worry about Louisville. They just beat Louisville. the hell out of Oregon State. You just Utah worry just about Louisville. Out of, out of Oregon State. I believe our audience you knows that when Louisville. he talks about SC. Keep the Trojans out your damn mouth. <laughs> he is not exactly objective. <laughs> one of the greatest players in the history of one of the greatest programs in the history of college football. He is not exactly uh, objective. But, 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 I got this dude. This upset, dude though. ain't never even been on we, our campus. We were supposed to actually – Potentially go to uh, take college game day to Utah, but Utah lost last yeah. week. It would have been per- perfect if I could have had Keyshawn Johnson, Mr. Give Me the Damn Football himself, right there. So you've been hanging around. You've been hanging around. You've been hanging around and talk crazy hey, to him, Harry. Harry, you've been him. hanging around them people. When you start talking about Mr. Give Me the Damn Ball, all of you've been hanging around them folks. Hang around them people now. All-state mayhem moment. Harry Douglas, your favorite moment so far from being on the road for Countdown uh, to Game Day Live? App State. App State. Uh, The the atmosphere, the environment, they were there staying the night. They were camping camping out. Uh, when we go to places, that was after they beat. That was after they beat A and M, huh? Right, right after they beat Texas A and M. Y'all went the next week. Yeah, went the follow following week. But the fans, the atmosphere was crazy, man. Like, it, and I love environments like that. We just went to Kansas last weekend, a place that we went to for the first time. The environments, the atmosphere, you could tell they really appreciate having College Game Day being there. The mayhem, this mayhem moment is too. brought to you by Allstate. Switch to Allstate and save and get protected from this year's mayhem. How good of a chance does Tennessee have at beating Alabama tomorrow, Key? We got about 30 seconds. Uh, 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 is Bryce Young playing? That's the whole question. Well, I, I, well if he's not if playing, Bryce no. Plays. They don't have a chance. Even if Bryce plays, you say yes, Harry? Yeah, because I, I don't look at the, the if receivers for Alabama. They haven't stepped up to their best potential. Oh, you're saying even if Bryce plays, you still don't I, write yet. I still like Tennessee. Wires crossed. Still like the Vols. I still do. Look at that. How the mighty have fallen. Mm. They got to oh. go out there and win it, though. I don't the know, mighty man. have fallen if they lose one game. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Saban <laughs> somehow, somehow, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. All right. Here's the question, guys. How would a win over the Ravens change how we view my beloved New York football giants? Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas, in for J, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn J. Willemax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.